Hello and welcome to another episode of the Philosophy Guy podcast. Today's episode is, well, it's being recorded at least a day before Christmas Eve. So I thought it'd be fitting to try to release this the day before and uh, do it on a, a commonly accepted Christmas movie of uh, doing a Harry Potter series or at least doing the Harry Potter series and kind of doing a little philosophy analysis for that for you. So so I'm going to start by clarifying before the show, you know, episodes that will will contain heavy spoilers, I'll kind of let you know. I'll say this because I think some of my episodes, I don't think they require you to see them necessarily. And I don't actually ruin the show or movie in any way. A lot of episodes just have minor spoilers. I would even say my Westworld series kind of is put under that. So I think my episode sometimes provides fuel to see certain films and TV shows. So even I become motivated to watch certain films and TV shows after listening to some podcast I listen to that does a deeper analysis of it, right? So, But I think I should start by clarifying this before. So in the future and from now on, that's what I'm doing with this episode. I'm going to clarify so you know, not, no one gets upset by that. And clarify if the episode has major spoilers. So in the case of this episode of Harry Potter, it's going to contain heavy spoilers and basically the the major plot point of the series. So you've been warned, my friends. <laughs> so basically, the main theme of the series of Harry Potter, I, at least I think, you know, we can have... There's, there's various meanings in Harry Potter. It's a long series. You can find various philosophical meanings, right? But I'm going to be focusing today on the aspect of love and death, the major theme in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter books and the films. The films allude to this idea and the books that at points explicitly say it, I would even say. But what truly separates Harry and Voldemort is Harry's capability to love and the fact that he is loved. The other major point relates to love is, is Harry's kind of acceptance, his choice to accept death and Voldemort's denial of it. So death itself is apparent. It's an apparent theme in Harry Potter. He's confronted with it in the Philosopher's Stone where he narrowly escapes death from Voldemort's minion, Professor Quirrell. He escaped the giant snake in the Chamber of Secrets. Those two, he escaped death. In The Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry thinks he's on the run from Sirius Black, who Harry thinks Sirius wants to kill him throughout most of that film and most of that book. So in The Goblet of Fire, he witnesses a school friend killed. Harry also narrowly escapes death once again. And in The Order of the Phoenix, he loses his newly regained godfather, Sirius Black, to death. And in The Sixth, he loses his powerful mentor, Dumbledore, to death. And finally, in The Seventh, he quite literally has to accept his own death. Harry has death all around him throughout the series. J.K. Rowling literally beats our main character, Harry, over the head with it. But a short side note about kind of another, I'm kind of doing these little side notes about my podcast as a whole, I guess. But a short side note about the art of the story and something I would like to touch on because I think Harry Potter does a very good job of this is, because I must give J.K. Rowling credit here, is that in the podcast format I've tried to formulate, I've tried using pop culture entertainment as a as a sort of connective bridge something to connect ideas connect these philosophical ideas on a, on a personal basis entertainment that we experience joy fun laughter sadness anger all of these various emotions that that films and tv shows and even books bring out of us 
can help provide a reason for caring about those ideas that are presented in those entertainment avenues. So those films such as Harry Potter and the books, where we recognize the emotion, we remember the emotion better than we do the ideas so that that emotion that we remember, that feeling helps provide us a reason to pay attention, focus on the ideas being presented in the in that form of entertainment, which is why if you're listening to this, you're motivated possibly to come back and listen to the, the philosophical ideas behind those, those films and TV shows and that that you had that emotional reaction to. So you see, fiction such as Harry Potter, it's honest in an interesting way. It's honest and real in a way that nonfiction books that present ideas from philosophy, science, and psychology, they often fail to achieve. Often because those, those more idea-focused avenues often fail to draw out that emotional appeal to help a reader, the watcher, where the listener care about those ideas and they miss that connective bridge. Also, before we dive in further, I'm going to do my little self-advertisement. So if you'd like to support the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can do that right now by hitting that little pause button. You can check out the bonus content using the Patreon link below and become a Patreon supporter. Also, check out some philosophy in a written format that I've started doing by visiting my Medium publication. We have other writers there as well. Uh, and, and that's called a philosopher's stone. But if you're not a medium member, because uh, most of my my content on there is for medium members, but uh, no worries, you can join my email list for news about the podcast, interesting stuff I find, and some other of our top written content from that publication. So you can find that in the links below as well. But most of all, I'd like to say thanks for listening and thank you for your support. <laughs> But let's get back to the actual good stuff, right? The focus for this episode will essentially be on the awareness awareness Harry Potter has of his human condition, the importance of our choices in life and the, the inevitable destination that faces all living creatures, right? Death. Death is, is an interesting question to analyze with through a philosophy lens. Uh, and I, that's why I've been conceptualizing doing this episode for a while. But some philosophers theorize that that philosophizing is essentially boils down to, when you kind of boil it, boil it down to its bare bones, it's about learning how to die. Understanding our, immor- and our mortality and going through life with that understanding. Living through that lens. So in Harry Potter... The contrast of understanding of choice and the understanding of death itself is made most apparent between Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort. So what is this choice? Deciding to accept death, accepting our mortality, accepting the limited time we live or we have here on earth. The contrast is Lord Voldemort, who cannot accept his mortality. He wants to spend his life running from it. However, Harry, his essential opposition in the series, Voldemort's opposition, accepts death and chooses to make his choices through life, not worrying about whether he lives or dies. When faced with the difficult circumstances throughout the series, we see Harry making the difficult choices in them. Even if it means risking his own life, we see Harry accept his humanity, accept who he is. Voldemort, on the other hand, denies this fact over and over and over again throughout his life. 
unable to accept the finite nature of his humanity, spending his whole life fighting just to just to stay alive, just to bleed out every second he can to get just just a little bit more out of life, right? We should unpack that. Why does that matter? Why does it matter if Voldemort wants to live forever? I mean, we, we have historically had people, scientists, philosophers pondering ways we can escape death. We'll also get into that. But we'll also ponder what does the series say about death? Is death truly the end? What role does love play in accepting our humanity? Is violence and evil bad for the soul in a way? The divide between love and fear is essentially what we're going to get it boiled down to. The comparison for this episode is focusing on Voldemort and Harry, like I said earlier. Besides these two being the obvious two main characters and protagonists, the, the series makes, makes it apparent a very important point about these two characters. Their similarities. Their similarities in their upbringing and such. The, this will kind of bring it back to the comparison on the question of accepting and denying of death. But both were, were brought up as orphans in a way. I guess Harry was brought up by his family, but the family didn't want him, right? In a way, they're kind of both orphans, cut off from the wizarding world. Both are poorly treated by their guardians and made out to be outcast by societal standards. Both come to Hogwarts hoping to find new and a, and a new true home. Both end up actually finding happiness at Hogwarts. Both are intelligent wizards, powerful wizards, and won awards, yada, yada, yada. The list goes on and on, right? So let's start with the choices. The More specifically, how choices and actions define our moral character. Not social roles, wealth, ancestries. Those, those don't add anything to our moral character or our moral worth. They don't make us more morally worthy. No. Choice is how we demonstrate who we really are. Choice is how we demonstrate our moral worth to the world. Take choice for Tom Riddle, a.k.a. Voldemort. A.k.a. the dude that transformed himself into a human-looking snake with a hint of turtle. At least according to the film, that's how they they, uh, conceptualize their reading of Harry Potter. During his youth, he makes choices that ultimately leads him to become a dark wizard that the wizarding world comes to fear. See, Tom chooses to vent his anger and frustration at the world with vexation. He points his anger towards others. From the films and the series, we have the flashback scene where Dumbledore... Uh, meets Tom for the first time at the orphanage. And Tom tells Dumbledore, I can make bad things happen to people who annoy me. I can make them hurt if I want to. So Dumbledore tried to tried to lead Tom in the right direction, having him go to Hogwarts, pushing him towards a life of virtue instead of violence and hate. But at first, Tom seemed to be, be going down the right path. You know, like I said, he, he was a winning awards. He was a powerful wizard. Things were going well at Hogwarts. He was a successful student, right? He had leadership positions. He was on the road to becoming a very successful wizard, possibly even the most successful wizard of all, but yet finds himself down the path of dark magic, destroying anyone in his path to power. Why? What ultimately marks the tipping point? The difference that draws one to a virtuous life and the other to wickedness. The difference between them boils down to the different response both characters have in the face of the inevitable destiny for all of us. Death. The choice to accept or deny death. 
See, Voldemort doesn't trust anyone. He doesn't love anyone. His only true desire seems to be finding immortality. I guess you could say he desires for wizards to rule the war world, but we also see that goal kind of gets set to the side when his ultimate final death is looming, right? When we see him scramble, we see his true desires. Once we understand that Voldemort essentially is refusing to accept his mortality, we then can understand his path towards evil. He's obsessed with death. He sees death as like this, this sort of human weakness, something to, to be overcome by a truly powerful wizard, something that nobody has been able to overcome even among the wizarding world. We see his obsession when he wants to the, the Sorcerer's Stone for bringing him back and learning about the, the splitting of the soul and the Holcruxes, which played an important role in the series. Voldemort sees magic as a mere means to avoid death. We learn that to succeed at becoming immortal, the splitting of the soul and the Holcruxes, you must commit a cruel act, murder. And I think this is meant to symbolize that to become immortal, you must lose your humanity. By doing the most inhumane thing, killing your fellow human, in this case, wizard, but they're, you know, they're, very, they're very much symbolic of human life. The tragedy lies in what this ultimately does to Voldemort. He sacrifices his humanity when he sacrifices a human life. He sacrifices his ability to love, to love all or anything really, for what? A chance at everlasting existence? Empty everlasting existence is what it turns out to be, only to be feared and never to feel love? See, the entire series is demonstrating the importance of accepting our, uh, our ultimate death. Embrace it. It's saying it, it's part of life. And ultimately, it leads to the ability to find the joys of life, to see them for what they are. Once we embrace our inevitable death, except the finite time we have, we can then begin to experience life for what it is. Recognize the importance of our choices and actions. Without recognizing death, you can't recognize life. You can't recognize the meaning of life. Considering the most basic truth of our human condition is we are alive and death is inevitable. This is a basic truth. The basic truth sets up this foundational understanding for morality even. How our actions and choices relate to our understanding of the finite time we live here. Once we understand this truth we begin to understand the importance of our choices. We recognize that we don't have an eternity. This kind of, this, this provides meaning and urgency to our choices. We begin to recognize that our decisions have consequences for ourselves and, the other, and others that we care about and love. And humans often focus on how those choices affect those we love, right? You see, we recognize that Voldemort doesn't, lo- doesn't love, he cares for himself and only himself. His denial of morality or mortality, or, sorry, of his mortality leads him to deny any reason to love at all. See, our mortality, in a way, or this is what the film is saying, and the series is saying, is it gives us a reason to love. See, love is a sort of spark. It provides that that connection between two individuals or various individuals, the understanding of our impending demise motivates us to seek out relationships with other individuals to share in the time we have here in the universe. 
us mortal beings see relationships as important to form those connections while we still can. That finite time motivates us. See, Voldemort lacks the motivation to pursue those relationships and understand love because he doesn't understand the concept of death itself or he doesn't accept that it's inevitable. See, Aristotle helps kind of shed some light on this. He makes this connection with, with his idea of friendship, where a truly good friend is like a second self. For Aristotle, friendship is only possible between two virtuous people, where you understand your own goodness and you see that goodness in others. It's like a reflection. You know, you look at yourself in the mirror, you see another virtuous person. That's how you experience goodness and virtue with your fellow human being. As Aristotle said, in order to love, one must accept who one is. By rejecting death, you are rejecting the reality of the existence of life and love. See, Voldemort looks at love and understands that by accepting love, he's accepting death, something he's not willing to do. You see, with friendship, a good, loving friendship, one in a, in a good friendship, even let's say even a good relationship as your significant other, that reflection of virtue can help provide moral guidance and improvement. We see this symbolized in the Bible when Jesus experiences the death of his friend Lazarus. As a regular mortal being, Jesus weeps his death. He experiences grief, sadness, the feeling of a, of a lost loved one like you or I would, like a mere mortal. But Jesus then raises his friend from the dead. You might be thinking, doesn't this contradict in that, that he's denying death? I'm using this story as an example of symbolism that relates to the series here because it appears Jesus just helps someone escape death for a bit longer. But the symbolism is that love is more powerful than death. Love is the important point. You see, what do we need more than anything in life? To be loved. Without it, we feel empty. At least according to the Harry Potter series, right? (laughs) We even see this in ancient mythology, this similar symbolism. See, the gods, the immortal beings, they were often childish and petty. They were often jealous of humans in one sense. You see, humans had this, this conscious ability to know their own mortality, comprehend that mortality, something, something immortal gods can never understand. And with this knowledge came an understanding of love and kindness, something the ancient gods failed to understand because they could not understand death itself. They could not understand mortality. But what about Harry? I've been talking a lot about Voldemort, but what about the contrast with our boy Harry? See, Harry accepts that he must kill Voldemort, even though he knows it might mean his own death. See, Severus Snape gives him memories that that show Harry that he must die in order to destroy Voldemort because a piece of Voldemort lives within him. You see, Harry, he, he he accepts his death. Why? Because the love he felt of his friends, the love of Snape had for Harry's mother and his memories, the love of Dumbledore that Harry had, the love of Hogwarts itself and what it symbolized and meant for the wizarding world, they all shared in their understanding of their mortality, all these groups of wizards, right? They connected upon this foundational endpoint they share, death. This understanding of death incentivized Harry and his friends to spread friendship, kindness, and love for one another. Enjoy the party while it lasts, essentially. But essentially, this episode boils down to this. Voldemort's denial of his coming death prevents him from ever 
really understanding what life is about and what makes life enjoyable and precious. It prevents him from enjoying the precious moments of life, the feeling of love, and its role it plays in human life. It's Harry's acceptance of this universal truth that allows him to embrace love. In this recognition, it gives Harry the power to recognize the sacrifice he needs to make in the name of love and gives him the power to ultimately defeat Voldemort. But that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and tune in next time. Peace.